Galaxy fans, it's ladies' night on the podcast, and uh, by ladies, I mean me. And well, since there's no other ladies on the Rule the Galaxy crew, I have brought in someone that uh, a few of you ac- might actually know. Um, if any of you um, listened to uh, my long defunct podcast, Stories by Dark Saber Light, you know that I had a lovely uh, co host on that podcast by the name of Arika Jade, and so she is joining us tonight. Say hi, Erica. Hello. So um, we are here because the guys are all going to the ICCC convention in Nashville this weekend. And so um, thought that, you know, give them a break because they're leaving. And um, I still needed to talk about everything that happened um, when I went to Star Wars Celebration a couple of weeks ago and over over a month ago. And so... Um, yeah, kind of special though. Um, ICC Con is where I met them last year, and that was a whole lot of fun. I really wish that I could have gone this year, especially because they've got a lot of people, um, the Rebels VAs and stuff like that. So that was, you know, I was hoping to be able to do that, but unfortunately, my bank account could only sustain one convention this this year. So, um, but yeah, we're going to, um, you know, just kind of get started, I guess. You know, um, but you know, Arika, I'm I'm curious. You know, I know that you've gone to conventions before, but how many have you gone to? Um, oh gosh, I think I've lost count. Um, I've been going for a while, probably since 2011 or 2012 was probably around the first time that I went to a convention. Um, and um, I mean, I've been going pretty consistently over the years. I don't go every year. It depends on what my schedule is like um there i live in the dc area so there's two main conventions that come around here baltimore comic con and awesome con which is in in dc proper um so usually i will go to awesome con since that one's a little bit bigger and a bit more um accessible for me um and yeah that's the one i usually go to and it usually happens in the summer the next one is actually coming up in a little less than a month so that'll be fun. And you're going to that one, right? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That'll, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I, this is my third convention. Um, and you know, you, uh, you go mostly to kind of the more general conventions where there's, you know, lots of different franchises there and, and whatnot. I've only ever really gone to, um, you know, franchise specific ones. So the first one that I went to was a Stargate convention and that was, um, gosh about a decade ago um that was kind of special because that was my first time coming to the Chicagoland region and I was still living in Minnesota so um 
that was the, my first taste and just kind of fun that eventually I moved down here and um, haven't gone back to that venue yet, but um, that kind of, you know, was my first introduction to, to this area. Um, and then after that, I did the ICC con um, last year. That again was kind of, um, you know, just kind of expanding my horizons little bit by little bit. So that was a trip that I took on my own down to the Nashville area. And um, then this year, I wasn't really planning on going to Star Wars Celebration, or, or at least not, um, I wasn't planning on it, you know, when they were having Celebration last year in Anaheim. Um, you know, it was like, it was, it was fun to listen to all of the reveals, but in general, like I'm the kind of person who like, I think that it's so much fun to be, to, to go to these conventions. I think that if I can swing it with, with uh, the finances, I definitely would like to. It's definitely one of those things where like, I recognize that I'm just happy. I'm just happy in convention spaces where you're just surrounded by people who get it. <laughs> you know, I just think that it's so special when you're, you know, everybody's got that thing that they're geeky about, but some people have interests that are more or less socially acceptable and so you know I just I just think about the fact that like if you're geeky about sports like you're able to find those per those people all over the place you're able to you know go to to sports games and and celebrate and you know I just I just think that it's so funny that like for those sports lovers you know they go to a stadium and they watch a game that's basically a convention they put a jersey on the back uh, on on and it's got a name on the back that's not their own like that's cosplay <laughs> and you know I just I just look at that like everybody's got that thing that just makes them light up and for me like I've just really found that these couple of conventions that I've gone to like that's where I feel it and so I've kind of just said like you know they can get expensive I definitely can't do all of them but I think that I just have to kind of like have one of those on my schedule for the future just to remind myself like I've got something fun to look forward to um yeah I definitely agree it's it's nice being in a space where like you said people just get it <laughs> um because I mean like a lot of times like you'll, you'll run into people in your regular life who who are into the same things that you are but there's no guarantee of that when you're in a when you're at a convention you're pretty much guaranteed to be surrounded by people with the same interests and um and you can just be you know indulge in it and be comfortable with it yeah that's exactly you know how it was and so you know like I said I wasn't really planning on going to this celebration um but I have a friend that I know through um online Star Wars stuff and she lives in London and so as soon as they announced that the celebration after Anaheim would be in London, I think that we both kind of went, okay, that's it. Like we've, we've talked about me coming to visit and, and get together and um, just never had put it on the calendar. And so this was the absolutely perfect way to go and meet her and to just spend some time in London and then go to the convention together. So that was like, just, just the perfect, uh, way that things worked out I will say I'm disappointed because I wasn't even into Star Wars not like this um when uh the celebration was held in Chicago in what's it 20 I think it was 2019 like I think I just <laughs> missed it <laughs> um so that's unfortunate because then it would have been it would have been so nice if uh she could come to Chicago next time but we'll have to see it's in Japan next and so that's that would be different I don't know if I can swing that but um 
it sure would be that sure would be fun too so um but yeah you know I was able to go over there like I said spend a little bit more time I I went about um you know about five days before the convention and then left about two days afterwards and so it was just a really nice time to be able to be there and um kind of enjoy London in less of a tourist capacity I've been there twice before but both times were like really quick stops um during a, a choir tour that I did in high school and then a, an honors program trip that we took um in college and so both of those had us touring through more than just London and this was just a lot of fun to be able to just like see you know how my friend lives and where she gets her groceries and like and and be able to really see that like living there is something that people do and that was just really really fun um but then yeah it was just it was great we were able to um you know get tickets for all four days of celebration and um I don't know like the energy was just electric it was just the, the first day especially you know you can imagine it's just so much fun just just everybody's just buzzing with excitement and um I think that the first day the thing that I didn't realize would be such a highlight was the um initial um showcase panel which um we got main stage tickets to which was fabulous and I think that um we, we actually got a couple of of um of main stage passes to some of the panels like we really lucked out in terms of the lottery but even if we hadn't gotten anything else the showcase like that was just incredible to be in the room when that happened and and to see all of the um the the news surrounding all of the different uh, shows and movies coming out things being announced left and right um you know Daisy Ridley showing up on stage and just, that was just like so cool um and so yeah that was that was really the highlight of well at least during the day because the highlight at the end of the day on that first day was that um we all got to see the next episode of The Mandalorian five days before everybody else. And so that was that was probably the coolest thing that happened all weekend, mainly because um, it, it was a really good episode. It was the it was the second to last episode. So the first half of the finale, which um, I think was 10 times better than the finale was. But that's if you want to hear all of my thoughts in the finale, a couple of episodes back, you'll remember that we spent like two hours discussing all of that so we don't have to go into that again but um the the first half of the finale that was so much fun and uh, to watch it in a room with you know I can't remember how many thousands of people the main stage room held but to be able to watch that in community which is something that you know you just think like even if you don't even think about things like the pandemic like after Rise of Skywalker, there wasn't really anything on the schedule for Star Wars in relation to films. And, um, you know, now they're only just starting to think about that again. And so, you know, the last three years, anything that's come out has been basically, you know, for me, it's waking up very early on Wednesday mornings or staying up very, very late um, and watching in my apartment all by myself. And this was just so much fun to be able to watch in community. And, you know, that was the episode where, you know, Grogu gets his legs. Yes, yes, no. And to be able to, you know, just laugh along with people was just, that was just so much fun. So I don't know how, I, I, I've never heard uh, your thoughts. What what were your thoughts on the uh, Mando finale? Um, I liked it. I think my biggest issue was that 
it's the same issue that I've had with some of the other shows and not just Star Wars, but like Marvel too, where it's like, they'll have a really good, um, like penultimate episode. And then like the last one is, it's like, it's not necessarily bad, but it feels like, you know, the, it feels like everything's just sort of there to wrap everything up. Um, and it felt like to me, it was one of those things where I, I felt like it needed to be released as like a twofer, which is the way that I felt about, I'm um, trying to think of which show, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I felt that way about the ending of that show too. Like I, I enjoyed it altogether, but those last two episodes, if I'm remembering correctly, it was like the, the second to last episode was pretty strong. Last episode okay but not as strong as the previous one and it just it, it just felt like if you're treating it, it these seasons more as like extended movies almost then maybe just release the last two together because I feel like there's a disconnect with um sometimes when they they release them all one by one and sometimes it feels like some of them need to be released together I felt that way about the end of Bad Batch season one as well where the last two episodes really felt like they were pretty connected and that the the final final episode felt like it it was basically just the ending to the previous episode um so I you know I, I don't know what they're gonna continue to do moving forward in terms of release plans but it seems the way that a lot of these stories are planned out they get to the end and it's like the last two really work better as a whole unit rather than we're just going to release them all one at a time but that's just that's my thoughts on it yeah I don't think I disagree with that like I you know I think that if the content's really great I mean I love spreading it out longer but I mean I just think that if we had seen like this finale all at once I wouldn't have been as disappointed because there is that I mean first off there's always a week in between but I got almost two weeks in between <laughs> to think about what was going to happen so I don't know. I, I just kind of feel like, you know, there was, I, you know, I mentioned this before, but like for me, it was, I, I just felt like there was a lot that, um, um, you know, I wanted more character exploration. I keep saying like, I just, I'm amazed at how disappointed I feel in the exact ending that I've always wanted. Like, this is exactly <laughs> what I wanted for Bo-Katan. Um, and, you know, I, I hope that we you know, see more of her. I hope that we see more of, of uh, Mandalore's rebuilding, but I also know that, um, I know that we're moving into territory that's a little bit more your speed. So, I mean, what are your thoughts on everything that's coming out on, on where they're going with uh, the next season and, and the movies coming up? Um, I'm pretty intrigued, especially since apparently, you know, my favorite person, Timothy Zahn, was somehow involved, which this man is an absolute liar because I met him at a convention <laughs> last year. Um, and he had a panel where people had asked him about, oh, you know, what's your involvement with like Ahsoka and like the movies, the, you know, the story moving forward. And he was just, you know, gave his answers of like, well, nobody's talked to me and I don't know anything. But then in the same breath, he was also talking about how they taught him how to lie uh when his first um new Thrawn novel came out and so it was this big question mark of well is he telling the truth about not knowing anything or is this just him having learned how to lie and it seems like it's leaning more towards like he just 
has learned how to lie. Um, so I, you know, I'm intrigued to see how they mash up elements from his work with, you know, stuff from rebels and new elements. Um, I know some people are not particularly happy about that I'm somebody who's just I'm mostly in a position of curiosity right now just to see what they're gonna do with it um and yeah that's pretty much where I stand with it right now yeah I mean I'm excited to see where they go I mean I definitely think that this is the kind of stuff that Filoni's been dreaming about since he came on Clone Wars you know 15 years ago and more um so I don't know we'll see I um I definitely feel like, you know, it, it it kind of feels like the Mandalorian as it has existed. It just kind of feels like it's over. It kind of feels like that was a series finale. But um and you know, and, and this this new premise that we have of of um Din and Grogu kind of doing freelance work for the New Republic kind of feels like we're going to go off in a different direction. But yeah, like you, you know, it's it's curiosity to see where they go next and and yeah, I'm excited for that. So, hopefully we don't have to wait 2 years like we um did between Mando season 2 and season 3. There was Book of Boba Fett in there, but um, you know, as we're dealing with strikes in Hollywood right now, who knows how long things are going to get delayed. So, I guess just sitting and getting comfortable with waiting is probably the best course of action so we'll see but it was really fun at celebration when a lot of this uh, stuff was coming out for the first time I mean this is where you know we started to get the um, Ahsoka trailer I, I was unfortunately not able to go to the Ahsoka panel so I missed Lars Mikkelsen being announced as Thrawn um, but you know definitely watch the trailer afterwards and like that it that's going to be a lot of fun um, but yeah any any thoughts on uh, Ahsoka as part of all of that um well I'll be honest like when I watched the trailer at home I basically ended up like standing on my couch flailing and pointing at my tv uh, so that, that was my reaction to it so I I mean I am pretty excited I'm it, there's always that caution that comes that gets mixed in with excitement for anything any new project not just star wars related um so i i try to keep my expectations in check like i said earlier i'm going in with this air of curiosity of how they're gonna um merge all of these different things together from like the expanded universe and the things that they've they've done in canon um and you know while uh, celebration was going on I after a long time of going in and out with it I finally did finish Rebels like I've been watching it on and off probably since the pandemic I think it's just more of me getting distracted by other things than than not enjoying it because I actually really really enjoyed it I, I would say out of all the Star Wars animated shows that is probably my favorite um and definitely shed a lot of tears during the finale um so i am excited to see those characters again and where they're gonna go with them i need a rebels rewatch that's i i you know i periodically you know i go to you know some different episodes when i just need to pick me up because i just think that it's just such a such a fun show and then like it's able to do 
serious really really well and I think like you know everybody's all about like which one do you like more Clone Wars or Rebels and I'm just like it's apples and oranges you don't have <laughs> to pick I've just you know I've, I've always said that like Clone Wars is an anthology it's meant to show the expansiveness of the Republic at that time the expansiveness of the war everything leading up to the Empire and then Rebels is this much more intimate story about one family's struggle through that and so like I just think that like like I do think that Rebels is more consistent than Clone Wars is but ultimately I just kind of look at it like you know there there are two different shows for two two different time periods I don't think that like I think that Clone Wars is looked on very um favorably now as a whole I don't know if you'd find too many people who are as excited about the droid arc as George Lucas is but um, you know, in general, people look at that as a whole and think that it was a really, you know, big achievement and a positive contribution to the franchise. But I also look at the way that people react after each new episode of The Bad Batch, um, you know, either, you know, w wanting more just kind of like, you know, oh, why was this another, you know, um, you know, bottle episode or another standalone episode? Like, where's the plot? Where are we going? That's kind of like, man, you guys wouldn't, wouldn't have lasted more than half a season if you were if Clone Wars was coming out at this time like that's how it was for you know the five six seasons that it was available and then even into season seven so um, I think that it's just fun to see that they're they do different things with different shows and um, but yeah I mean I just I love Rebels I I will admit like I personally would have loved if the story would have continued in animated form because I just feel like that's, you know, the, the, like, that's, that's just kind of where I think it's going to have its, its home base, um, you know, and being able to keep the voice actors voicing the characters, like, that would be my personal desire, but, you know, I know that that's not really what they're thinking, and this kind of stuff is always where, um, you know, live action brings in millions of people, and it shouldn't, Everybody should be great with animated shows too, but um, you know, even even now with with Mando, I've had to get used to the fact that like everybody's kind of into my girl now, and I'm just like, I liked Bo-Katan way before you did, <laughs> <laughs> which is it's fine, it's fine. I'm a part of you know a Discord server, um, you know where there's a lot of new people that have come in because of Mando and it's it is fun to see that excitement from people um but also really strange when you've got these people who are like experiencing Clone Wars for the first time and they're like Bo-Katan was what and you know like like they have to like deal with the fact that she was like a terrorist and then <laughs> partially responsible for the death of her sister and it's just kind of funny to um see new new people grappling with that considering that's not something that they picked up with the mandalorian so but yeah lots of fun um that'll be you know I i'm looking forward to ahsoka but i will admit that i'm very happy that right now we're kind of in this hiatus i've really enjoyed not having to get up early on wednesday mornings so that's that was a long time coming considering i think that we've had a pretty consistent diet of new material since probably obi-wan last summer or even before that, I can't remember. Obi-Wan, Andor, Bad Batch, Mando, one right after the other. So, but uh, yeah, you know, news about Ahsoka. What else? There was a panel about the Bad Batch and celebrating season two. Of course, that was right after the finale. And so everybody was still very, very wounded <laughs> from tech. Um, so yeah, that was, that was um, 
fun though you know i i like that they've told us that the next season is the last season i think that that um a i like that they're making it an actual planned season or series ending um and that they've told us like i just think that it will help make the storytelling you know kind of feel like it's being bookended as opposed to being one of those shows which you know kind of like mando you know john favreau has said like they don't really have an ending in mind they'll just keep going and at first i was kind of like i don't really like that but then i think that like you know that's that's basically how most shows exist you know that's how i think back to sci-fi of the 90s and the aughts and and whatnot like they went until they were canceled and then when they were canceled you hope that they were given enough resources to either make a good series finale or make a movie afterwards and that was about it so we'll see how long it goes but I'm I think that uh, that's still such a popular franchise that I don't see it um ending anytime soon um let's see what else we had oh Andor Andor was a lot of fun um we didn't get to we didn't learn too much about season two going forward. I don't think the, the the actual panel that they had was more on the making of season one. And that was a lot of fun to be able to see the, um, you know, the, the crew in charge of, you know, they had costume design and, and um, the, uh, the composer there, they had um, art design and um, it's always fun to be able to get the um, crew in the spotlight for a little bit and see how much work went into that show. I really loved that show. I thought it was very immersive and you can just see how much love went into it. And I'm that's the show that I'm very, very excited about um, seeing next. So hopefully we don't have to wait too, too long for that one. But um, yeah, Andor, let's see. I mean, what else? What was what else was announced? Do you, do you remember? Um, yeah, there were a lot of things. I mean, I was kind of following it on and off at home, so um, I might have missed some things. I don't know. Was there anything that came out about, like, media off screen that was notable? Or was it mostly I mean, TV well, movies? I mean, yeah, I mean, movies were a big thing. I mean, you know, we, we learned about all these three movies at, the, at this point that um, they've got on the docket. You know, the one that's basically just the... I'm not sure if it's the culmination of the Mandoverse or if it will just be another chapter in the Mandoverse, but, um, you know, Filoni will be in charge of that one. Um, we'll see how that goes. I, you know, I think that Dave's done a good job of coming into that kind of medium, but I definitely don't think that it's his forte. So I'm, I, I admit, I'm a little bit concerned about that one just because I think that a two hour long movie on the big screen might kind of showcase that he's not the greatest actor, the, the greatest writer or director, but that's just me. Um, I think that uh, I I am more excited for the, you know, they, they, they kind of pitched it like past, present, future. So present is kind of like the Mandoverse one past, um, <clears throat> you know, exploring uh, very very early period in this story kind of like the birth of the force and, and stuff like that and um but I was really really shocked at how surprised um I was in the idea that the sequels will be continuing um I never you know I've never hidden the fact that the sequels are not my cup of tea so I was really shocked when they announced that Daisy Ridley was coming back and I was just like my gosh um but I think that more than just like the way that I felt about the original sequels like I I'm 
glad that she's willing to come back i'm i'm hoping that you know the other actors are willing to come back i don't know what they'll plan to do with this you know next movie and anything else that comes after it but um i don't know like i i do think that like it kind of confirmed for me the fact that like even the stuff that's like so controversial there's kind of um you know the 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 fan reception kind of waxes and wanes you know the the prequels were so denigrated when those came out and um ewan mcgregor has always you know really recognized that the shift kind of happened when the people who were young enough you know when they were when they were kids um watching those movies when those kids were the ones who were able to give their opinions and say that like oh i grew up with this it this means so much to me and i've always thought that that that'll probably happen with the sequels in general but um you know I guess, you know, kind of like you said earlier in terms of a, a place of curiosity, like, you know, I'm, I'll watch it. I'll watch it and see, see um, what I think. But um, yeah, I think that it will be fun to at least see those characters and those actors again. Yeah, I think, I mean, that was definitely like probably one of the most unexpected things to come out of Celebration was that announcement about the, you know, the sequel continuation i guess um i mean at this point like i'm not sure how i feel about it because it really would depend on like what they do with the story i'm more in a place of not fully believing that it's gonna happen <laughs> um because i you know in recent years like star wars has had this history of things being announced and then all of a sudden the plug gets pulled for one reason or another and it's not just a one-off thing this has become kind of a a pattern and now we have the writer strike on top of that and so I mean even with the announcement of say oh this actor's returning or these people might come back like I'm not 100% convinced that it will go through so we'll see what happens I agree and personally I was kind of like you know, don't, don't announce these things unless you can tell me that they're in production. Like, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to listen to you say that you've greenlit these movies. If the, if they're still being written, if the, if the directors are still, you know, figuring out when we're going to do this. I, I mean, I just, I do think it's really funny that like, who have we been told are doing movies? I mean, Ryan Johnson and, um, um, who else, um, guy who did, Thor Ragnarok oh Taika Waititi Taika Waititi yeah you know they mm. they you know they they've had movies on the docket forever and neither one of them are moving forward and I you know I know Kathleen Kennedy still says like Ryan Johnson will come back he's just doing another um um one of his mystery movies so I don't know personally I'm kind of like just just keep doing the movies just keep doing the Knives Out movies that's <laughs> that that's a double positive in terms of my thinking um but yeah we'll see um I guess beyond that you know oh 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 um we've got more of a look at the acolyte which yeah you know what we'll talk about next um you know for me this was really just a high republic weekend you can see my cosplay back here I'll, you know show some pictures but um got got a look at the acolyte that is something that I really wasn't super intrigued by but then I admit like as soon as I saw um the High Republic white and gold Jedi robes on screen and and uh whatnot I was just like oh, okay 
now I'm excited. Um, that was a lot of fun. The The panel was great for that one too. We got so many reveals about what's coming up. Um, I'm going to be really excited because, you know, I, I went through all of phase one of the books and um, was kind of devastated by the last book in that um, it, that part of the series. Um, and then phase two, I just didn't feel like I was strong enough to <laughs> give my heart over to it again. Um, and so I still haven't finished. I haven't read much of phase two, um, but phase two, kind of like the order of the different trilogies of movies, they went, you know, phase one is the present and then they did prequels and now we're finally getting to the place of phase three where it will be the sequels and it'll be back with the characters that um you know i grew to love through phase one all except for one who won't be returning <laughs> but i won't cry um but yeah like i i think that for me out of everything else the high republic stuff was like that was the reason why i was there and, you know, it was it was to meet friends that that I knew on Twitter. It was, I mean, really to be just able to celebrate these books because I feel like, um, you know, like I said, it's about being with people who get it. And even if you don't have a lot of people in your life who love Star Wars, like if you do, you know, they're going to know the movies. They're going to, they, they might even know the TV shows or the animated shows, but it's really hard to find people who love the the books, especially High Republic, since it's relatively new. And so to be able to go and, um, you know, see all the authors, meet the authors, um, you know, cosplay, we had some great pictures um, of everybody cosplaying. I should have, I should have um, included a picture. I'm going to, I've got a couple of pictures just to show, but um, I didn't include that one, but like, it was just so much fun to see everybody dressed up in um, cosplay related to the High Republic. And um, then in the panel, like we got more we got a deeper look into the Acolyte. It was announced that um, one of the characters in the new show will be Vernestra Rowe, who's still in Geos' Padawan. And I love both of them. I'm very, very excited. Um, but it's also kind of funny because I think that that um, by this happening, it automatically means that Miri Allen's lived for like, you know, 200 years conservatively. Because um, nobody expected anybody from the books that we've been reading about to be in the Acolyte because that's the acolyte has always been um you know pitched as like it's the very end of the high republic and this is um that is a bit of a difference compared to where the books are right now so we'll see but um again curiosity like I, I'm, I'm really excited to see where they go um before i talk more about high republic stuff yeah i, I did want to say the other thing that came out which um i just hadn't really been on my radar at all was um a skeleton crew that did you did you watch the um promo for that i i think i missed the promo for that i heard people talking about it but i didn't get around to watching that myself that's another one that kind of surprised me in terms of like like i said it just wasn't on my radar and even what i did know about it i was just kind of like eh well whatever but um i think that jude law is going to be really great and the you know, it's it's mostly a young cast. I think that it'll be really cool to have like young kids um, who aren't necessarily starring in a kids show. Like it is, it's not pitched that way. Like it it is a show for everybody. But you know, we know that you know the shows are mainly 
geared towards being marketed towards adults. So I'm really curious to see what they do with this one. Um, I do think it's a risky move depending on how well it's received. You know, kid characters have never really had a great reception with people all the way from, you know, Ahsoka, Ezra, lots of you know characters like that so i'll be um interested to see how that one's received but I, again su more surprised to be more intrigued than i thought i was um what else i mean yeah i i guess that that was really the majority of the um showcase panel you know seeing all of those different um the news for the different shows i just i, I feel like i'm missing one though like I feel like oh well I, I guess the thing that I'm missing is that Kenobi was really given a pretty big place at celebration you know big place during the showcase um they had their own panel which um was really good you know just kind of talking about season one and nice to be able to hear everybody talk after um the season was you know totally wrapped up so nice to be able to see little um, Vivian again, who's just the cutest thing ever. And she's so um, erudite for such a young person. And um, that was good. It was, it was, I think, frustrating. Like you could just hear, like he, there, there was this, this feeling that just kind of swept through the room because Ewan made this one comment at the end about making more and he, he didn't he didn't say that they were but like you could feel the electricity kind of go through the room and then that was like the final comment that was made before the moderator was like so that's all we have for today <laughs> so it was just like somebody like blew a lot of air into a balloon and then just let the balloon go um so that's I don't know if they'll ever make more of that I doubt that they'll be given as big of a place in celebration going forward but I do. I mean, it really does seem like, you know, Ewan would definitely come back for a season two. And I wouldn't, I don't think I'd say no to that. I just, you know, would really like them to, um, you know, make a, you know, make a story that makes sense. I just don't think that he can leave Tatooine again. There's just, you know, he, he did it once and, uh, you know, they, they picked the, the only person that he would have left for. And that's, I'm glad it felt justified, but they're going to do it. They just got to do it on Tatooine, which I feel like a lot of fans are kind of like, are we back on this planet again? <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's a place that's important to this franchise. Yeah, I mean, all roads lead back to Tatooine, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Rise of Skywalker showed us that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so like I said, that, you know, showcase was just amazing if that was the only thing that we had seen all weekend long I think it would have been worth it um but for me days two and three were really high republic days for me those were the days that I wore my costume um while I was there it was and that was really nice I um you know it was it was nice because um even like the transportation in London like thankfully like it wasn't raining when we left I, I didn't I didn't wear my cosplay to get there I put it on after I got to the convention but um what I had and you know maybe I'll share my screen here um if people know who uh know the high republic you know Lena So the the chancellor and so um that was my that was my cosplay that was what I wanted to do um I was 
hoping to do this cosplay in part because the authors have said that they had never seen it before and i had i had interviewed kevin scott on on this podcast um you know to be i can't last fall sometime and then um you know i had asked him like who would you like to see from the high republic that you haven't seen yet in cosplay and he had said lena so and even then i had been planning on this cosplay so that was that was really fun um um i'll you know when we come back you know you'll see the costume again but um you know this was this was a lot of work it was a lot more work than i thought it would be i have a bit of a sewing background my grandma taught me how to sew when i was younger but i'm definitely the kind of person who um gets a vision and then teaches myself all of the things that i need to know in order to bring that vision to completion so like in this case i had never sewn a zipper into a dress before and i had never um well the 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 targons you know you see she's got these giant um four-eyed lions and you know every every author who has said they wanted to see lena so it always came with a caveat of but only if she has her targons and so that was always part of my desire and um you know maybe i'll show case right here here's here's the dress and um Unfortunately, there was still a lot that I wanted to do that just didn't have time to, but I'm hoping to revamp it and continue to um, do a lot of the detailing that you can see, like, even, like, on the chest of the, the dress. Um, but on the whole, I'm I'm pretty excited by how this came out, especially for the fact that this was basically, like, my first major cosplay. And then, um, like I said, I did have the Targon, so this is me with um, a, a friend, and... Um, you can see my two giant lions there. I had a a really great vision for these giant lions. These lions stood about waist high and were about four feet long. Um, the idea was that in order to get them to fit into my um, checked bag, or, yeah, into my checked bag, which um, they fit, they just took up the entire thing, basically. Um, the, the whole idea was that I would create these lions and then basically finish them up while I was in London they were basically in pieces in my in my um bag they you know the in in three different pieces they there was the head the mane and then the body and um honestly like this is the best picture that I can show you because it just didn't work and I'm just I'm really disappointed about that um I think that the idea still has merit but the whole idea that I wanted to do is that you know Lena's always got them right at her side and so what I wanted to do was have these these targons that um would be by my side and then what I wanted to do was attach them with um like like fishing line um at you know there, there would be fishing line attached to their heads shoulders and their their back end and then those three locations would then attach to my sleeves at my wrist my elbow and at my shoulder and then so then the idea was I would just be able to kind of like walk through with these these um targons just kind of like looking like they were following me but being held up by my own costume and it was I, I think the idea still has merit but in terms of the way that it was executed for this like it was just a really big failure and it was really that was really annoying um the biggest thing was that um they didn't they didn't fit they like as as I assembled the pieces together 
what I wanted to happen was that they were basically hollow on the inside, but I was hoping that because I had reinforced them with this almost like cardboard-like stabilizer, I was hoping that they would kind of retain a rounded shape. And um, the, the the red one, Matari, he actually worked pretty well. Um, he was the one that I was able to stuff. I, I, I bought stuffing and actually sent it to my friend's place in London so that I didn't have to do it beforehand. But I, I bought this stuffing and the idea was to stuff his legs and the face. And then the, the actual body was going to be, or it was, um, open, hollow. There was, I put a zipper into the backs and then she, you, you um, could zip and unzip them. That was both so that I would be able to stuff them when I was there. But also my hope was that they would be able to be like bags. They would be my, my purses. And because um, I wouldn't have been able to have anything in my hands um all that was a really great vision the problem was that because this was such a big project I was literally still sewing five minutes before I wanted to wear it to the panel um it was the reason why I missed the Ahsoka panel because I had pulled an all-nighter the night before and then ended up still like trying to assemble these pieces at the convention and the unfortunate thing was that when I tried to attach them to my my costume it just did not work it was not going to be feasible to do this and I just had this moment where I was staring at these enormous lions that I put so much work into and like I we had you know we it wasn't like this was like at a hotel where we could like bring them back to the room like we were you know we'd taken a train to get to the convention I had nothing that I could do um except to continue carrying these giant targons with me and like I just like I don't know it was just a god thing I think that um the, the thing that saved me was that um not the friend that I was staying with but another friend that I knew through um a discord server um I met her and her husband there that's um him right there um and um, my friend is a wheelchair user and I was just going absolutely crazy like trying to figure out like what am I going to do I don't know what to do with these enormous lions and she was just like well just put them on my lap and so I mean I'm just so thankful for her because she was able to help me out of a real bind and then my Targons got to ride all over this convention um in the lap of luxury and people got to admire them and um that was that was a lot of fun. I didn't bring them back the next day though. They they were a one day thing, um, but but they were a big hit when the uh, all of the High Republic cosplayers got together. And I yeah that's that's what I should have um, um, pulled up for a picture. If you'd like to see it though, um, I recommend going to YouTube. And I think that you know if you search like you know Star Wars Celebration twenty twenty three overview video or like it's it's it like fin it was the finale video it was the thing that like they the recap video that they showed on the final day and they during the high republic section um i got a nice shot and then there was a really nice shot of everybody there and just several i mean gosh you know over 100 people all there dressed um in these jedi robes that if you don't know the book series you might go like like who are these characters like what are you dressed as um, but it was so so much fun to be there with people who have loved this series. Um, let's see if there's, um, yeah, so like, like you know, these are just some friends that, um, some of them that I knew through Twitter. Um, that was us at one of the publishing panels. 
and then um you know a couple of other cosplayers as well this was um um I wanted to to I tried to take pictures with the Satine and Padme cosplayers because it was kind of like oh um uh, you know it, it, it's it's hard to find those people who love more characters than just the Jedi and so it was fun to be able to find other people who love the the senators and the politician characters and so that was that was a good one too but um yeah I think that that is all I queued up but um let's stop sharing the screen right now so um but yeah so then you can see like you know this was a couple different pieces here um the uh the headdress was a real struggle too it's cardboard covered it in this this um shiny fabric but um on the day that I was trying to assemble it I didn't really have anything like I didn't have a plan for like how to get the fabric to lie in this particular shape and so it took me forever just kind of sitting there trying to fold the fabric in such a way that you could still see all of the the points on the side and stuff and I don't know I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with the way it turned out even if um you know over overall you know I definitely would like to um revamp it and hopefully wear it again in the future um it is definitely one of those costumes that's so unique that I think that I can get more use out of it and um, in regards to the Targons my plan is to probably just <laughs> scrap the big ones altogether, and I'm going to make you know little lion stuffed animals that I can I can carry one under each arm and then I won't have a problem <laughs> so that'll be a good um but yeah it, the, the one thing that I do think though is that um the the downside of getting involved in the fandom for things like this book series is that if you don't celebrate them if you don't celebrate these books as they're coming out you won't get to celebrate them so like i i really would have loved to have gone to celebration anaheim because that was after kind of the first wave of books was out and the, you know like i said the, those were the characters that i really really loved that's what i was really invested in um this time around, you know, there were half of the cosplayers who were cosplaying from phase one and half who were co cosplaying from phase two. And, um, you know, I didn't really get to celebrate phase two either because I'm not up on everything. But um, I do think about the, the really the only reason that I would go to celebration in Japan would be that that celebration will be almost immediately after the last books of phase three are out. And so like the whole thing, unless they continue this the high republic story in a different way even with these characters maybe like that phase of this story is over and so i think like the the one thing is that if i want to be able to wear this again when it's still relevant if i want to be able to um go and and just cavort with all of the friends again that i made this year um i really have to think about going to japan in two years so i don't know we'll have to see but it definitely was, um, I don't know, it'd be a lot, but it I think it would also be worth it. So I don't know, that's, um, I think that'll be fun too later on after the Acolyte will be out and then maybe maybe things will um, still be celebrated later considering the High Republic will be kind of getting a big rollout in terms of a live action version. So we'll see, we'll see. But yeah, I don't know. What have been some of your experiences in terms of, you know, going to these conventions and cosplaying and meeting up with, like, do you ever, do you ever cosplay in order to meet up with other people? Or have you been more of like a, 
cosplay for just like individual characters um i kind of mostly do it for myself just because i find it fun um i did last year at uh awesome con did do a bit of a meetup it was more of like a photo op so since it's more of a general con they'll have group photo ops for people who are cosplaying for a particular fandom so they'll have like a disney meetup where like everybody who's dressed up as a disney character will meet up and take pictures um there's a star wars meetup obviously i think they probably had a, a marvel one you know just hitting on like more of like the big things where there's going to be more um people dressed up as certain characters um yeah for me um i'm you know i'm always impressed at people like you who put in all like that time and work to actually sew things which um i am not i i can sew but it's very basic and while i think i could probably learn to be better at it like i just don't have the time or the patience in my life to to dedicate to that um so I tend to try to pick things that are pretty easy for me to cobble together with uh, clothing items that I could reuse because I find it uh, cost effective and, and pretty pretty easy unless there's a certain item that for whatever reason that's just really difficult to find. Um, so I've, I mean, I've done a number of pretty simple ones over the years uh not just star wars related i think my probably one of the ones that got noticed the most is, this was a few years ago at the con was um a kiki from kiki's delivery service which you know i think most people have heard of that movie it's a very famous studio ghibli movie um yeah and i i think out of all the things that i've i've done that was the one that has gotten noticed the most for whatever reason and it was really just it was just me wearing a black shirt and a black skirt and a you know red bow in my hair because her outfit is very very simple and a bunch of people came up to me and were like oh can I take a picture uh, so but there was like minimal effort put into that one um last year because uh, Timothy Zahn was coming to the con uh I, I dressed up as Mara Jade and to my surprise, I was, at least the days that I was there, I was the only Mara, and I was like the only Mara in the panel. There was one Mara, which was me, and one Thrawn, which kind of surprised me. Uh, I was expecting to be like a, a couple more of each of those characters, but it was just us. But uh, yeah, I, um, you know, I got some books signed by him and he wanted to take a picture and everything and he also took a picture with the uh, the Thrawn cosplayer too and um there was a a whole meetup later with all of the the Star Wars cosplayers and that was fun getting pictures with people uh I met an elderly woman who was also dressed as Mara and not just like Mara but the exact same outfit that I had picked because if anybody's familiar with the character outfit that I'd picked um so that was that was pretty fun uh getting to interact with people in that way uh this year I'm there's some Star Wars people coming to the con the 
big three VAs from Clone Wars will be coming. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. And I'm trying to prep some cosplays for for that coming up. I'm probably doing Mara again, but just a different outfit. And then uh, thanks to the Ahsoka trailer, I now have a Sabine outfit that I can pull off without spending an inordinate amount of time or money putting together. So I'm going to try to do the outfit that she's wearing in the trailer with the uh, the colored hair and everything. So we'll see how that goes. You do the the long colored hair or the shorter one? The the long hair. Um, yeah. And I my plan for that is to kind of to to get like a big poster board and make like a, a missing persons poster with Ezra's <laughs> face on it and just sort of walk around maybe asking people if they've seen him and see how that goes. I love it. I love that. I love it when people have yeah like the um I don't know there was like a stormtrooper that was like asking for like he just held, was holding a sign that was like you know need hugs or something like that I can't remember what it was but you know the, the people who like encourage some kind of interaction with them that's that's definitely a highlight so um yeah I'm trying to think of what else I mean when you go to conventions like this is it ever like are you ever going you, you and I are similar in terms of like, you know, I, I met um, a couple of the Clone Wars voice actors last time that I went to um, ICC Con. Uh, but in general, like, are you somebody who likes to go to like, you like meet the, the big actors, like beyond the VAs and authors? Um, it depends on who they are and also if I have time. Um, so there, there's, this con gets quite a few like big, people who come um i know sean astin comes every year uh, this year they're having quite of a bit of a lord of the rings celebration because i think he's coming elijah wood is coming andy circus i believe is listed as coming um a lot of times like i you know just haven't had the money to do like a photo op meet and greet kind of a thing with them but um there was one year where uh, Billy Boyd who played Pippin in Lord of the Rings had come and he was my favorite character because uh, I grew up with the the Peter Jackson movie so I was just like you know I'm gonna shell out the money to to meet him and get a, a picture with him so I'll do it if it if I feel like it's that important to me to to pay for it um but it, it really depends on what it is well you mentioning uh Andy Serkis um reminded me of another thing you know I, I now that uh he's so big in in star wars now because of andor i wonder if at your convention if they'll do what they did at celebration which is so many people came dressed as the prisoners from andor and then in the same way that you know we have like the you know the mando mercs all getting together and, and going through the con together and then you've got like the um the uh wilro hoods <laughs> and their their ice cream buckets um now I think that um, what you'll probably see is that uh, you know at least at, at celebration, all of these people got together and they just started running through the convention center, screaming "One way out, one way out!" And so that was, um, you know, just kind of kind of fun to see the uh, the the costumer that did those costumes um, was was there for that Andor panel, and he was just 
he was just having so much fun with the fact that like everybody was wearing these relatively simple prison costumes but you know it's it, that's that's the thing is like you know kind of like what you're saying you're like you can create costumes with relatively simple pieces and not put a whole lot of work into it and it's fun when when it can be it still be like really impressive when you just all get together and you just make it a community event yeah I mean that's that's pretty cool um I I'm wouldn't be surprised if there are some people dressed up that way uh at the con next month <laughs> since Andy will be there exactly um, so I don't know I mean you, you've got that on your your schedule I am trying to figure out what's you know next for me there's um you know I could definitely instead go to some littler cons and, and stuff like that um going forward but yeah I mean I could just you know, like I said, this is just something that I think that like, when you know that this is the thing that just brings you a lot of joy, then it just might be something that you have to factor into your budget, the same way that people might factor in, you know, trips to the ocean or something like that. And so that's the way that I'm looking at it now. And I guess that there are there are worse things that I could spend my money on. <laughs> uh, you meet a lot of good friends, you, you know, you, you know, take lots of pictures, spend a lot of time standing in lines, I, uh, that was probably the thing that was the most annoying is when uh, you have to, to stand in line, especially in the like when you, you first come there for all of the panels and you can sometimes be standing in line for two or even three hours. Um, that's that's the worst. But again, that's that's why I I personally don't really care to meet any of the big name actors. Um, and I think I save myself a lot of time <laughs> because I don't really care too much about that. But you know, I just think that, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of fun, you you know, come away and just like have your little, you know, my badge and some pins that uh, my friends got me and, and that I got um, for High Republic stuff. So, you know, just lots of good memories. And isn't that the point? So um, I don't know. Any last thoughts? Um, not really, just to agree with what you said. Like it's, you know, it's a fun experience going to these cons and, you know, getting to enjoy the things that you like in person, because I feel like a lot of this happens primarily online. So it's nice to get away from that space for a little bit and actually, you know, interact with people and, you know, dress up and have an excuse to dress up. Yeah. I feel like there should be more excuses for grownups to dress up in, in real life. But um. for, for somebody who's <laughs> never been to a convention, what's your what's your advice to them? Um, I would say just, you know, try it out. Just, you know, go and you know, walk around and see what's there and see what catches your interest and, you know, have fun with it. And if you feel like you're wearing a costume or trying out cosplay, like go ahead. Nobody's going to look at you weird because most of the people are in cosplay. Um, and yeah, I think there's just, there's a, an immersiveness to the experience of it. Um, I'm trying to think back to when I first went to a con and it was definitely it was kind of overwhelming but in a good way and it was definitely enjoyable enough that it, it you know I felt like yeah it, this feels very um, comfortable to me and I definitely want to keep coming back so I would just say you know if you're someone who's never been to one and is kind of on the fence about it like yeah I mean if you if you can spare some money to go to a con even if it's a smaller one try it out and see how it is and you know I, I I think that if if you're into 
fandoms and stuff, you'll probably have a good time. Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, I would probably just say, you know, kind of pace yourself. <laughs> you know, it, it can get expensive. I, I do think it was funny. I mean, um, you know, last year when I went to ICC Con, um, that was where I met the Rule of the Galaxy guys. And we were having like conversations about coming to cons like that. And, you know, they're big collectors. And um, I personally am not in the same way but they very quickly reminded me like you're a collector you just you know you might not be getting um all of the the um little figures and and action figures and whatnot but like you know you can see my book collection that's that's what I collect and then of course I also bought like you know a $500 lightsaber it's you know whatever <laughs> just I it's okay it's, it's okay it's, it's fine I've my thing is when I go to conventions I have to try to curb my spending so that I'm not just like running from booth to booth in the artist alley going that looks pretty I want it <laughs> well see my my the saving grace for me in that regard was that I didn't know that at celebration they only sell like official merch like they only sell the stuff that's been like authorized and so I was really disappointed by that because I missed an opportunity to like go to the um actual celebration store where they at least had some t-shirts and stuff like that because I thought I'll just get fan merch like I, I generally enjoy that more and I didn't realize that no this is one of those places where like every single booth is is action figures it's Funko Pops it's um you know authorized prints and stuff like that so um I actually walked away with not a single souvenir <laughs> which actually was okay because you know this costume probably cost more than it took to actually go to the convention so I wasn't really in a place where I was hoping to spend a lot of money but um at the same you know so, so, I, so I don't know you know go go with a budget knowing that you like me might have to take out more for a pretty lightsaber but as long as you don't have it happen every single time you know you're probably okay but yeah I really encourage you to try it out especially if you're somebody who feels like there's something missing in your life in regards to community in these regards like I just feel like it's a really great way to meet people at least for me like you know you might not know it right here but in terms of like being in public like I'm a relatively reserved person when it comes to meeting new people and all of that just goes out the window whenever I'm at these conventions because like, you know, like I said, you're just, you're there with people who get it. You're there with people who like, there is no small talk. There's no need for small talk. You can just be, you know, standing there and, you know, strike up a conversation over like, you know, I like your costume and, and whatnot. And then you'll be talking for an hour. And then it's only after that that you go, so what was your name? And I just think that like, that's the, that's the coolest thing about meeting people at these kinds of things because like you just really feel those connections that go much deeper more qu quickly than you do if you're just trying to connect with someone generally so I highly recommend it even if you can't do it too often so but um Arika thank you so much for joining me I'm so glad that you were able to do this because otherwise it would have just been me rambling at my computer screen and I don't think that that would have been fun for anybody so I'm um, really glad that you were able to do this. It kind of felt like old times and um, I definitely do miss our podcast days, but I don't miss all of the editing that I had to do for it. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for having me. It was nice to, to do this again. 
Well, good. I'm, I'm glad. Maybe we'll have to find some times in the future where you can come and do it again. So always good to have you. So um, to our listeners, thanks so much for your support. And, um, you know, if you've, if you've, if you've uh, had, a, you know, an experience at conventions that, uh, you know, have really defined your fandom experience, um, you know, let it, let us know and reach us to a, reach out to us on, on Twitter or, um, you know, any of the other places where rule the galaxy has presence. And, um, you know, the, the guys will be back, I think, you know, in about a, a week, t- probably talking about their own experiences at uh, the convention that's happening this weekend. So um, have a great day and may the force be with you. 